Hello, and welcome to another episode of Brain Candy Pod with Jasmine and Rachel. Uh, today, we are visiting Shadyside, Ohio, because we are talking about the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Now, let's let's just let's just take it in. It is. I have said multiple times on this podcast, I'm not really a big person in horror movies, but there are exceptions to every rule, and Fear Street is my exception. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> so good would you like to tell give a little summary of of the movies or i i can i can dive in i think you might be better equipped to do the summary <laughs> so okay, I have, go for it i have so much to say no so uh <laughs> the fear street movies it's a trilogy of movies on netflix they came out one week after the other in july they take place in shadyside ohio which is a cursed town because of a witch question mark uh, spoiler alert, it's not really a witch. You find that out uh, later on, but it's the movies. There's three movies. Movie one takes place in 1994. Uh, and then no, number two is 1978. And then you go all the way back to 1666 to see where it all began. And you explore this town, the legends, the people in it, their history. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, great, it's great fun. Very scary, gory fun, but great fun. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. I don't. Okay. So I am someone who watches a lot of horror movies and (laughs) I have um, I've seen all of the movies that these three kind of call back to. Um, So the way that I see it anyway is the first one is very much Scream-esque, Scream-inspired. The second one feels very, um, what is it, Friday the 13th inspired. And then the last one feels a lot like The Witch. Um, so those are the, th- the vibes that I got from the three. Um, I overall very much enjoyed the movies. Um, it did, I will say, it did take me a little bit to warm up because I think at first I didn't, I, so I, I don't really watch a lot of trailers ever. So getting into this, this series of movies, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. And I was like, and it, the, whenever I started it, the first one, I was a little confused on exactly the audience, I think, in terms of, like, I was prepping for, I didn't know if it was, like, horror horror or if it was teen horror, and that was a weird little thing that I was, like, where am I at this moment? (laughs) And it took me, like, I enjoyed it, but that was the only moment of confusion I had was just, like, who exactly is this made for? And I think it's because you had the teen angst and the teen, like, there's a very specific realm of genre that this is. And I don't know the subcategory that it's in, but there's, um, and I'm trying to think of something comparable, but I honestly can at the moment. Um, of course, when I need to, I can't. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's different from your normal horror and it's like lighter than the normal moral horror that I'm used to, but darker than the normal teen angst movies. So it's a yeah. weird little like zone. Mm-hmm. Cause there were definitely spo- spoilers ahead. We're going to spoil this movies up and down. So yeah, turn totally. it off if you haven't watched them yet, but there were definitely moments in, especially the first one that I was like, this is crazy. So I guess we'll, well, we'll start with the beginning. The beginning scene, obviously, like you said, an homage to Scream, but yeah. instead of Drew Barrymore, it's Maya Hawk getting murdered by the guy in the mask. 
Uh, and it was, I had to like look away. Like there were a few moments in this first one, especially that I had to like look away. I was like, this is just too much. Not usually my thing. I'm here for the story and the curse of the town, like the teenagers trying to fight it. But that was pretty gory. And of course, Kate's death. Oh my God. I, I swear, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just say it. They put her through a bread slicer. <laughs> I just, you just gotta rip the bandage off. <laughs> Honestly. We'll put a warning on this one. We'll be like, this one talks about Fear Street, which is rated R. So don't watch this podcast yes. if you haven't, if you're not old enough. Uh, kids, <laughs> run away. But yeah, that was the most gruesome thing I've ever seen. Like, I was actually disturbed when the movie was over. And I was like, can I even watch 1978? Can I watch the second one? Or is it going to be as disturbing? But you know, as each week went on, I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. This is fine. It, I can yeah. handle it. But <laughs> It's really funny because my experience was kind of the opposite. And I was like, because I was, again, gearing up for like a horror movie, but I knew it wasn't going to be too hardcore. But I was like, I'm, I was gearing up for something, something dark. And the first scene, I, I loved the opening so much. Um, so and I was so sad that she died. I wanted her through the rest of them. I was so excited to see her. And I was like, yes, yes, I like her. So her dying was really upsetting. Um, but and like that first scene, I was like, yes, okay, I'd like this. And then it lightened up for a while. And I was a little like, okay, so it's cat and mouse situation. I got it. I got it. It's teenage cat and mouse. I know this vibe. Feel, God, I really wish I could find like the comparable things that I, I they're like right in the back of my head and I can't think of them. But I was, I don't know. I was a little like, eh, okay. And then the bread slicer i was like yeah okay okay you won me back i'm back i hear you i'm, I'm into this this oh is great because i did not see that i did not see that coming i didn't think they were gonna actually do that i was like oh she's gonna get saved she's gonna get saved and then she did it i was like <gasps> and then same with simon simon also died his was i say less gruesome than kate's for sure but he got chopped with an axe and i was like i was like they did not just kill simon seconds after they killed kate after all, they were like, we're going to get out of this town. We're going to make a name for ourselves. And then they just died. I was like, unfair. I'm suing Netflix for emotional distress. That was awesome. I love that. But it is a horror movie. So like, I, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. If it was my movie, that would not have happened. <laughs> yeah, if it was my movie, they would have died sooner, honestly. What? <laughs> they would have died. They would've, everyone would have died. Just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Except get them out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. I was worried for for Josh. So so the characters, I guess I'll do a quick rundown of the characters. There's Dina and Sam, and they are ex-girlfriends and then girlfriends again. And then there is Josh, Dina's little brother, Simon and Kate, they're friends from school. Uh, and then Heather is my Hawk's character, but she dies at the very beginning. Uh, and so basically, Josh is, what is he? He's like the, the nerd who like really is into the lore of the witch. And he's always in yeah. AOL chat rooms because it's 1994 like talking about the witch and and so he's the one who as the mystery starts to unfold they're like wait i think this is the curse like this is why things are happening he's kind of their knowledge source of knowledge and i'm so glad he didn't die because i was very worried for him <laughs> honestly yeah um that was yeah there were so many moments that i thought yeah um I was like, she's done for <laughs> i was like i have to look away but then he was fine the second uh well i guess i don't want to jump right into the second movie but i do want to say like each movie for me like step up from the other yes it was, it was absolutely staircase and i was going up it and it was great mm -hmm. i definitely <laughs> i liked the first one a lot but i thought it was the weakest of the three mm -hmm. i 
I was like, it was said, it did a good job setting you up for what was going to happen. Yes. It definitely, it had, I don't know. I can't even put it into words, which is bad because this is a podcast, but it just, it's just something about it. I did not, but it's just, I think it's just because it was act one and sometimes act exactly. Are exactly. That's exactly what I was going to go into. It's like, we watched them differently as well. I watched them back to back immediately. I waited till they were all out and I watched them back to back. So it was basically one long movie for me, one three part movie for me. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, several weeks for you. Yeah, I watched week so, by yeah. week. So yeah, I, I don't really know. I need to rewatch them too. And I don't think that if had I watched it week from week, I don't know if I would have gone back to finish it. Really? Because I see the first I, one. See, that's how I I would didn't think I'd finish it because I was so disturbed by the bread slicer scene. But then I stuck it out, and I'm glad I did. But you, but you're just like it. Just something about it wasn't as as compelling. Yeah. It sounds like the just the first one felt like again minus like the 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 gory deaths it felt a little too teenage horror which generally isn't my style in terms like I don't want to I don't like being like that I don't like it's like not my style (laughs) but it's generally not something that captivates me very much um just like the teen angst of it didn't really get me excited to watch more of it it was really that backbone story of that curse and then the horror elements throughout. Those were the things that kept me watching throughout. Um, and the first one f- fell flat for me otherwise, just because it, it the 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 like filling felt too filling. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was too much filler for me around that plot. Yeah, it was it was setting up like these these murderers were like coming back from the dead, chasing them around, like trying to kill yes. them again, and it was just like. It was it set up all that and, and but it was I can see it was like a weird there were po- moments where I felt the same I was like I want more I want less like yes I I yeah. want to understand think, yeah. what's going on less just like them being chased by murderers and more like yeah explanation but I guess that wouldn't make it as as exciting of a movie yeah definitely and I I did what was that that one character the the killer that like would had music with her or was singing ruby lane yes i really wanted her story yeah i we got like i guess this is perfect to 1978 because her mom is actually a character in 1978 so 1978 takes place at summer camp uh you see the police officer sheriff guy from the first movie as a kid as a camp counselor nick good but we don't like him uh and then there's ziggy cindy alice arnie tommy Gary, I'm like, remember, I'm trying to remember all their names, but Sheila, the bully. There's just a bunch of kids at camp. But one of the characters is Mary Lane, and she is the nurse at this summer camp. Uh, and she is the mother of Ruby Lane, who tried to kill Simon in the first movie, uh, and was one of the people who was possessed by the witch to kill people. Hmm. And I think I, when the mom, when she shows up, she shows up to the dining hall. And she says, I've seen your name on the wall, blah, 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 to Cindy's boyfriend, Tommy. And she tries to kill him. And you find out later on, it's because he has been chosen by the witch to be the next killer. And Mary was trying to stop another attack from happening. Mm-hmm. That was such a crazy thing. I was so like invested when, when she did that. I was like, she's crazy. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, she had the right idea. Good for her. Like, <sighs> yeah, I liked that. I liked that little twist a lot. And I liked... Um, 
The second one I did enjoy. It was the summer camp vibe was fun for me. I don't watch a lot of summer campy movies. Uh, like I've seen the Friday the 13th movies. Love those. Of course, they're classics. Um, but I liked the vibe of the second one a lot. I liked the aesthetic of it a lot. It was nice. It was fun. And it was creepy. It was scary. I watched that one like when it was dark outside. The others, it was still light when I watched it. But that one, it was like actually kind of late at night. I was like, this is scary. Like, I was like, I need to turn a light on or something. <laughs> this is, it, it got me. But it was so, this one was good because it really kind of dove into the mythology of the witch more. You mm-hmm. saw the where, because you saw like briefly like the witch's cave or whatever you call it yeah. in the first one. But like you saw like where she lived supposedly and where the names are written on the wall. You learned more about how it works and and like how everything works it was just it was a really good filler added more details but it was also spooky so it was good yes and i liked um i liked the characters i think more in that one as well it just felt a little more it made a little more sense to me that one did the second one felt a little more like confident in itself which is a weird thing to say about a movie but it felt like the just the writing felt more present in a way and I I don't know if I've articulated that well at all but that's the only way I know how to phrase it oh you totally did and I think it's interesting because I saw in an interview that they filmed that one last which makes me think the directors and like the crew they were like we know what we're doing this is we've done it for two movies this is the last one we're filming even though it was the second one that came out so you hit the nail on the head with that that makes a lot more sense then that explains it (laughs) that explains it a lot better Mm-hmm. it's 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 good it's a good one it's it's definitely I like I agree with the aesthetic like I like the music and stuff um and I I think something I really like is that again spoilers I know I've already said that but I just really want to warn people who haven't seen it to turn the podcast off uh when the the whole thing about like the witch's hand like when they have the witch's hand and you like bleed on it or the witch's bones if you like touch mm-hmm. the witch's bones then these monsters and killers start chasing after you it's because the witch doesn't want you to, like, stop the curse or whatever. Um, and so, like, you see that first happen with Sam, and then you ha- it happens with Ziggy. And I, it's just, like, a good a through line through the movies. And then you see in the third movie, which we won't dive into the third one yet, but, like, it all... You learn more about the witch, and it's just... It's good. It's so good. I love it. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was really... That... The through line, the whole... That whole thing, so good. The... the just the... Mm-hmm backbone plot of the the series amazing that was my favorite part it just that story that was so cool and they really made it because it's not necessarily like obviously that story is like an evil witch haunting a town or cursing a town normal stuff we got that but the the originality they they spun with it was really fun and it, it made me excited to like to have watched it and want to watch it again. And I want, like, I'm excited to see if they do make more for it. Because that would be really fun. Yeah, they did a really good job subverting your expectations. And totally, like, spinning everything on its head. Like, people you think are going to die, live. People you think will live, die. Um, they do that a lot. And they just they just tie it all together so nicely. I feel like this is a good time to transition to the third one, if you're good with that. Oh, it's just like with that. Yeah, in 1666, we both already said this in, when we were talking the other day, this is the fa- our favorite one. And yeah. it is 
It's true. It's simply a fact. It's the best one. I just it's the best. It's so good, and I like that it. It like you see what happens. This is where everything is revealed. You find out Sarah Fear, the witch in their town, was not a witch at all. It was actually some creepy guy. The the ancestor of the creepy police chief was the one who did all the cursing and killing and started the whole mess. And it's just like seeing Dina like sees this happen. Like we see it unfold through her eyes in like a flashback type thing. And then you cut back to 1994 and they take down Nick Good and the curse once and for all. And it is so, it is so satisfying. I love it so much. So good. And that whole, like, so this is, this is, so as I said, I've seen the movies that like these call back to the witches for this one. And I actually did not enjoy the witch all that much. There's a number of reasons and I won't get into it because that's not what this video is about. But um, this installment of Fear Street was my favorite and I love it. Like it's so good and it was done so well and it wasn't overdone in the gimmicky sense like it can be with something like that. It was very, very well done. It was, it was just, it was like haunting. Like the, I thought the curse, like this was like the beginnings of the curse, of course. And I thought it was like the creepiest, like the moldy food mm -hmm. and the dog in the well, RIP doggy. It was, uh, they didn't have to kill the dog. I'll no, just say it. They didn't have to have beef that. when they did that. Um, but of course the, the moldy food is gross. And then, oh my gosh, I definitely had a nightmare. <laughs> this is so embarrassing to admit. I definitely had a nightmare after I watched the third one because Cyrus Miller is like the first killer of Shadyside and he is the grossest. I had, I swear I had like a nightmare where he was in my room. He was going to pluck my eyes out. It was so scary, but I, but yet it's still my favorite of the trilogy. It's spooky. It's it was, yes, it was genuinely like it, it was a horror film and I loved it. It was, it was creepy and it was haunting, like you said, and it, it's, it was, it was the best of the three. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I really like the... So there's this one... One of the things that ties through all three movies is this red moss. And in the first movie, when Sam... There's a car crash, and Sam, like, touches it, and she's... Oh, there goes my ring light. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's the witch. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but so Sam, she touches this red moss after this car crash, and she has all these visions of the witch. And then the same thing happens to Ziggy... Actually, well, that's when she touches the bones, but they're also near the moss. And then you find out that the moss this whole time was from this flower crown that that Hannah Miller, played by the actress who plays Sam, like gave to Sarah Fear when she died and like it's buried with her. It's just like really sweet moment. And it's like, but it's like heartbreaking. Oh, I'm like emotional. I'm emotional. That red moss, <laughs> the symbolism. I felt like an English teacher. It was, it's, I liked that it, they they were like originally in the first two it was like this some this creepy thing it was bad it was not a good thing actually though it's really sweet and kind yes it's like the, their love prevails love prevails through the evil of their town it just i loved that i also loved how in the second movie cindy and her sister ziggy are trying to they have the witch's hand and they know, they think they know where the witch is buried. And so they try to like put the hand in the body together because that's supposed to stop the curse. And there's this rock where like the grave is, it says like long live the witch or the witch lives forever. And I, when I saw, I was like, that is so creepy. Some cult like has like taken her body and blah, blah. And then you find out it's just because her friends like wanted to 
give her a proper burial. So they buried her in the woods instead. And I'm like, that is so nice and sad. Like, <laughs> Sarah Fear deserves better. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that would be, it would be really fun if they like, I mean, it would, I, this idea has the potential to take away from the core of the originals, but it would be really cool if they like, not necessarily gave her a redemption arc, but gave like, twisted the story a bit. Kind of like fan fiction. They take the story and they just rewrite <laughs> it and make it different. Yes, let's just, yeah, let's everybody write, drop your, your Wattpad or your, your Tumblrs or whatever you write fanfiction on. Let's write some fix and fix because let's, let's make every possible variation of this story we can. Let's do it. I, I want to see, I want to see your ideas. Um, I, I do, I have more, I just thought of some more things that connect all three movies. Okay. Um, so if, I'll, I'll dive into those. I saw on Instagram, like the Netflix Instagram account posted this, how there's all these parallels between Heather's death scene and then like the big fight scene at the end. So basically, Dina, Josh, Ziggy as an adult uh, and their friend Martin, like lure the sheriff to the mall because they have to kill him to stop the curse. And all the killers are chasing them because Dina touched the witch's grave or whatever. And they set up this crazy trap and they trap them all in the mall behind the little security gates i guess is what you just yeah. call it when you pull down a store to close the store uh and there's this moment in the first movie when heather tries to pull a security gate down and it gets stuck and that's how she's able to get away from the skull mask killer at first uh and then it happens ziggy tries to pull it down and it doesn't go down and and the tommy the axe murderer almost like gets her but she closes it just in time so that's one moment i really like Another moment I really like that ties back, connects the two moments is Heather, when when the killer, skull mask killer first like gets her, she's she's holding a book. And, like, and that's how she doesn't get stabbed by him because the book is at her abdomen. And then when Dina goes to kill Nick and save Sam, she's wearing armor made of books and all the covers are Fear Street book covers. It is just, I love it so much. It's plot armor, literally. I saw someone tweet that and I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> you got it. I do love little things like that where it's like this is I like the little Easter egg pieces like that just make it that much more fun to watch back. That's really Excellent. good. It's good things. It's like the, you know the writers put like all their heart and soul into the story because they because there are things like that. They could have just like thrown something together and had yeah. it not be like that. But no, they really they really did. It's Chef's, I'm gonna give it a chef's kiss. Even though it's not food, it's a movie. Chef's kiss. That's why, and that's maybe why the third one's my favorite again, because all these things that are set up in the first two, like, oh, there's a resolution. And it's just like a satisfying, like, yes, nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. Watching it as like one ridiculously long movie, best <laughs> part is the best part of it. It just, yeah, all the connections, even like the small things, like when Dina in the first movie, She's like, we're going to make out and eat cheeseburgers and listen to the Pixies. And then in the last, like, well, one of the last shots of the movie, they're kissing and she has Burger King. And I think the Pixies is playing. Like, yeah. it's like, yes, even the small things come, come back around. And Josh's friend on AOL. Actually, I have beef with that. If, you, if you'll allow me to, to rip on this. Please do. <laughs> so 
in the first movie, uh, Josh, he's on, always on AOL with his friends that he doesn't know in real life talking about the witch. Uh, and and I was like, I had all these theories about who he was talking to. My first theory was really bad. I thought it was the witch, actually. Like, she was still around and she was, like, haunting a computer <laughs> to talk to people. That was really dumb, but I had that theory. Uh, theory number two was that it was Sheila, the bully from summer camp. Because after all this, the crap that went down, I thought maybe she had, like, was, like, haunted by, like, what had happened. So she was, like, obsessing about the witch. And then the third thing is I thought maybe I had some ideas. I was, like, maybe it's Ziggy or C. Berman. Like, maybe she, again, like, because of all the stuff that happened to summer camp, she uses this chat room to vent about the witch. It's, like, an escape or whatever. And then it was just some random girl from school. I was, yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah. If they could have done more with that one. They could have made that one more fun, I think. It was cute when she signed his cast and she was like, Come on, talk to me on AOL sometime. But I was like, no, no. Oh, that could have been so much better. Could have been fun. But, you know, that's fine. It's something. It, it's okay, I guess. You yeah, know, it's fine. I have another, another crazy crackpot theory. Uh, that I was so convinced this was going to come true. I was like, just watch it. I'm going to be right. And I was wrong. Uh, so I will also tell that one. So, you know, S- Samantha or Sam, her name is Sam Frazier. Her initials are SF. The witch's name, Sarah Fear. Initials, SF. I was like, oh my God, the witch is going to possess Sam. And like, technically that happened. But I thought it was then going to be like, Sam is like a reincarnation of the witch. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> My brain, I was like that that meme from It's Always Sunny where I've got like my whiteboard of theories. I was like, ah, it's, it all makes sense. Uh, that didn't happen. That was not true. Dina was more connected to the witch because she saw it through the witch's eyes. Oh, but anyway, there's my other my other crackpot theory that was wrong. <laughs> that would have really- been fun though. That would have been fun. And um- cool interesting see this is why we need fan fiction because i could write (laughs) a story where sam is a reincarnation of the witch and somehow it would make sense but she's not a witch at all that's the thing she's i call her the witch but she's just a person person. when oh my god when uh good solomon good like chop her hand off i was like oh my god i mean i knew that that happened that was like a big part of it but i was like oh my gosh that was brutal that was that was crazy that, that chase through the underground, oh my gosh. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. I was like, <gasps> like, what's going to happen? And of course, it's like, that's the thing. You know what's going to happen. You know that Sarah's going to get hanged for witchcraft. Even though as 1666 goes on, you're like, she's not a witch. She's yeah. not a witch. Uh, but yeah. That was, like, that was, the thing I liked the most about that was that even though you knew exactly what was going to happen, there was still a part of you that was just like, no. No, it's not. They're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. It's fine. So that was, (laughs) yeah, that I think, I think the, um, the genre confusion I had in the first movie paid off through that because in a normal horror movie, I would have been like, nah, I know exactly what's happening and it's going to happen because a horror movie has to horror movie. (laughs) She has to die. But in like, in a, in a movie where the genre isn't necessarily so clear cut, or at least like there's a little bit of a mix there, it was like, are they really going to do this? Yeah, you're like, is something going to change? I kind of thought that maybe something, another one of my theories, but it was like a time travel thing. And so somehow they were going to stop 
Sarah fear from being hanged and like stop the curse from happening yeah. in the past. And then like all their friends who died from the curse would come back to life because like it's like a parent, maybe it's a paradox, but you know, yeah. time travel is difficult. We've talked about this. We are, yeah, I've been over that one. I was like, somehow they'll they'll save everyone. They didn't. It's not that type of, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> it was it was a honestly really fun series to watch, and I'm still impressed by it. Actually, yeah. And I I heard a, a little birdie told me, and by that I mean an interview I watched on YouTube with the director and writer that they kind of have an interest. They would like to do more movies if they actually can. Uh, not sure, but if you watched the movie along with us, you know that at the end, it cuts to the mall. I remember, okay, I have to say, it, I know that they're setting up the sequel, but I, when Sam and Dina left the underground and they left the cursed magic book, I was like, you're idiots. You actually are idiots. Because the, the, sure enough, the end credit scene takes you back into the mall to the underground and a mysterious set of hands grabs the book and then roll credits and the movie's over. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, if they had taken the book, that wouldn't have happened, but we might get more movies. So I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, um, never leave magic things behind after they've tried to hurt you. Mm. Mm -mm. It's Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's book. Magic devil book. It's just, it's just a bad idea. But I do... <laughs> I do want to know, do you have any, because I have a few not great ideas of what could happen in like another, if they did another trilogy. So I'm curious, what would your, what would your ideal like new trilogy or other movies be like? Hmm. That's a really good question. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like horror movies that I really like that I'd like to see them try and like use as a reference for other movies like they did with these. But it's hard because the three that they did are really just like the three main horror movie tropes. Like it's, it's the, it's the slasher. It's the summer camp slasher. <laughs> it's the witch slasher. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the old timey slasher. It's just the three different slashers. So maybe like, maybe a little more, I mean, but the overarching thing was a paranormal sort of thing. So um, there's mm -hmm. honestly, First of all, too many horror movies, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I on it. What, what is your What are your thoughts while I try and piece mine together? I I definitely think it'd be interesting if they focused on some of the other killers. I know you mentioned we want to see more Ruby Lane for sure. Uh, that milkman is a creep, and I kind of want to know what he was like before he was a killer. If he was actually like a really nice guy, like like Tommy was like super nice, pretty much, and like. Then he became a killer. Like, I want to know about some of the other killers. I also yeah. think it would be interesting if they... I want that, but I don't want... If they did another tr trilogy or another few movies, I don't want it to be, like... It takes place in the modern day, like 2021 or whatever. I want it to be, like, Fear Street 2004. So then you could have, like, Britney Spears on the soundtrack. Like, oh, baby, baby. Well, like, someone's being chased by someone. Like, I want... That's what I want. Like, I don't want... And then I want them to go back to, like, the 50s or 60s to see some of the other killers. I don't want them to be, like, Fear Street 2024, because then it's just, like, oh, like, it's modern day. It's not a spawn, I don't think. Actually, it would be fun. Um, I like the 50s idea. Love that. Um, also, like, the 40s. Like, World War II. Let's, let's get into that weirdness. Um, 
weirdness. World War II is weird. Um, yeah, wait, what a quirky, what a quirky <laughs> time. It's crime. A um a futuristic one might be fun. Since like one that jumps far further ahead, like Fear Street three thousand. <laughs> no, it might be cool to have like um as much as I don't love time travel and paradoxes and all those things because they I just my brain can't work with that. Um, I it might be fun to do to have the first movie be like or okay I wouldn't know how to piece it together but have two different like options for t- so like a utopia situation a dystopian situation and they have to figure out how to get to one or the other you know what I mean that's interesting like yeah like it's like we'll say it's like 3094 like yeah, yes. no, 3094 it's like the or it's like a terminator situation where like oh no robots have taken over or it wouldn't be robots because it's a horror movie and like about supernatural stuff but it would be something yeah, and maybe they're like, oh, we have to try to, like, stop this from ever happening. And so they go back to 94 or 66 or whatever. And they, that could be interesting. I like the idea of, like, let's just call it the Terminator thing. That's, that could be yeah, really good. It, yep. Yeah, that would be fun, I think. Because there's not enough movies that use the dystopian thing, I feel like. Because you remember when dystopian YA was, like, really big? Like, the Hunger Games time period where you had the Hunger Games that came out was really popular. So then you had Divergent come out and the Maze Runner come out and the Giver come out. (laughs) And I don't even know what else come out, but all of the the YA dystopian. But there's not enough outside of YA, I feel like, that does. I mean, sci-fi does it very well, of course. Um, But there's not enough horror versions of that. And I would really like to see, I mean, other than like zombie apocalypses, which I don't, I say they don't count because they're not far enough into the future for me. Um, yeah. They're always like pretty re any like zombie media is very recent. Yeah. Like. yeah. They're just, they're apocalypse, not dystopian. So I would like to see dystopian horror movies or, you know what, even utopian horror movies. Cause utopia can be a dystopia if you make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see, like, we live in Shadyside, the most perfect town, kind of how Sunnyvale was supposed to be in these movies. And then, like, whispers of, like, the curse. Everyone's like, oh, that's silly, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to come back. And then it comes back. And then their robot butlers are killing people or whatever in their utopia. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we have to we have to figure this out. Maybe they do send someone back in a time machine uh, to 2004 so I can have my Britney Spears soundtrack. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I am with it. Yeah, that would be fun. There, there needs to be a dystopian slash utopian horror movie. Thank you for letting me step on that soapbox that I didn't even know I was hiding. It's a good soapbox. Yeah, keep, keep it. Keep that soapbox around. Because I, <laughs> I, I love a subverting of tropes. And I feel like, like you said, a utopian horror movie isn't really a thing that happens. So I would love to see. Yeah. Fear Street, uh, I'm trying to think of like what sound, what sounds like futuristic, like Fear Street 2.5 Chrome edition or something, I don't know. <laughs> Fear Street it's, Chrome. Fear Street Chrome. It's Fear Street Chrome book and it's just an Apple commercial for two hours. Uh, no, just kidding. But yeah, as long as the cast, I want the cast members from the, the original trilogy to come back. I want, and I want to see, like, them play, again, like, I like them playing different characters. Like, yeah. Dino was Seraphir, Sam was Hannah, 
Simon was Isaac or, or whoever. I want to see that, but in their little futuristic world. I think that could be fun. Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, there's, I hope they do that. They're not going to do that. They're not at all going to do that. But I hope that they would. Mean we have to write it or, or like we have to that's, get someone to write it for us. That's our script. That's our yeah, script. It's, we'll, we'll have to just make it different enough. We'll call it Sad Street. Sad <laughs> Circle instead of Fair Street. Sad Circle 3094. <laughs> it will read like fan fiction if, if I keep that name, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can post on Wattpad and Netflix will pick it up. Yes, I hate it. It worked for the kissing booth. I'm just okay. saying it worked okay. for the kissing booth. It worked for after. Even though I don't think that's a Netflix original, whatever. It's same principle, same principle. <laughs> yeah, uh, any last minute thoughts for this one? Because I have run out. Yeah, I've, I've basically said everything I want to say, gotten on and off my soapboxes. Um, I think the last thing I want to say is just Netflix. Bring us some more Fear Street movies. And also, totally out of left field. This has nothing to do with Fear Street. Netflix, renew Julia and the Phantoms. I want season two. That's my soapbox, <laughs> my final soapbox of the evening. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for watching or listening or whatever it is you chose to do. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it and that you enjoyed Fear Street. And if you haven't seen it, why are you still here? Because you just heard the entire plot. And we just told you, you everything. You can like, still but like we just told you everything yeah we just we just ruined that for you so have fun if you haven't seen it but if you have uh thank you for i mean thank you for sticking around either way but like you know good job <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time bye, bye.